All right, we're starting a new series. Lots of churches call it a new collection. Um, ours is, I don't know, I call it a series. And so, um, here, okay, so let's just get into it. It's called The List. That's the name of our series. And I'm just going to go through this list, and we're going to spend however many weeks on this list that we need, whether it's 10 weeks, whether it's 5 weeks, whether it's 15 weeks, however long it takes us to get through this. And so this is The List. Everyone say The List. Last week we started, and we're going to get into it. I want to start with this scripture, Matthew 6, verse 10, chapter 6, verse 10 of the book of Matthew. And this is Jesus speaking, and he said, May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so when I think about that, and last week we really kind of started this when we talked about the two different kingdoms that are on the earth today. And you guys know this, there's the kingdom of light, which is God's kingdom, and there's the kingdom of darkness, which is Satan's kingdom. There's the kingdom of life, which is God's kingdom, and the kingdom of death, which is Satan's kingdom. And what God is wanting to do, he's wanting to invade your life. Someone say, my life. life. Come on, say, "My my life. Now, I need you to get this. He wants to invade your life with his kingdom and his will. Amen. Now, here's the problem. When I tell lots of Christians that God wants to invade their life with his kingdom and his will, they're like, okay, that sounds dope. But then you ask them, well, what is that? A lot of them say, I don't know. What is the kingdom of God? What is the will of God? And so I went through the word of God and I made a list. And it's not a comprehensive list. It's just a partial list of the things that I see from the word of God that is his kingdom and his will for your life. Someone say my life. And so we're going to look at these things. And this is one thing I love about teenagers. Y'all are smart. Thank you. Thank you for that one amen. You know what I mean? Amen. I said, you guys are smart. Thank you. Amen. Right? And I believe if you see a comprehensive list as to what God wants to do in your life through, the, through his kingdom, and you see a comprehensive list of what the devil wants to do in your life through his kingdom, you're so smart, you'll be able to decide for yourself which kingdom you want to be a part of. Amen. You'll decide which king you want to pledge your allegiance to. Now, we talked about it a little bit last week. Don't forget, let us not be those Christians that will abandon our king for anything. Let us give our allegiance to our king, which is Jesus, who is the king of kings, and let us not abandon our allegiance for anything. Let us not abandon our allegiance to our king for a party. Let us not abandon our allegiance to our king for sex. Let us not abandon our allegiance to our king because we want to look at something on the internet. Let us not abandon our allegiance to our king because we want to smoke weed. No, let's, let's, let's just have our allegiance to one kingdom and one kingdom alone because here's the problem. Yes, maybe you're saved, But God desires more than just being saved for you. He wants you to have a good life right now. Somebody say, right now. now. No, come on, say it with some conviction in your voice. Say, right now. now. Listen, guys, he wants you to have a good life. And you can't have this Zoe God quality of life if you're dipping one foot in this kingdom and one foot in that kingdom. Here's the two attributes of the kingdoms. The devil's kingdom is sin and death. God's kingdom is spirit and life. Right? Now, here's why so many Christians don't mind the devil's kingdom. It's because they want to sin. Can I tell you? Now, this is a key. 
The only way to partake of God's kingdom is sacrifice. And that's why so many people don't live in this earth in the fullness of God's kingdom. Because they're not willing to make the sacrifice to have his side of the list. And we come to church on Wednesdays, and we come to church on Sundays, and whether Pastor Mark says it or whether I say it, you're hearing about the kingdom all the time. You're hearing certain things from the left side of this list all the time. And then we don't always see that list producing in our lives, and we wonder, well, why isn't it producing? And the truth of the matter is, is because we're really participating in the wrong kingdom. Sure. And what we're going to start with is the very first one, because this is the foundation. Here's the first thing on the list from the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. It's salvation and life, which is God's kingdom, and it's eternal damnation and death, which is the devil's kingdom. Amen. And this is the foundation of Christianity. Amen. Right? Let's start with one of our fundamental scriptures, John 3:16. For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal, what? Life. But have eternal, what? Life. And lots, lots of times when we read that scripture, we put that word life off into the future of heaven. But that word right there, life, translates into zoe which is the God kind and quality of life. And God doesn't want you to wait till heaven to have the God kind and quality of life. He wants you to have that right now. I love that song. It wasn't in, on purpose. Maybe it was. I don't know why I actually picked it. But that song right now, God is up to something right now. God is saving someone right now. God is healing someone right now. God is prospering someone right now. Don't put God's kingdom off into the future. God's kingdom is now, what did Jesus say? May your kingdom come and your will be done. That wasn't looking in the future. Jesus is praying that. Do this right now. Everyone say right now. Right now. now listen to me. All right, let me help you out just a little bit. Why do you get into, let's, let's talk about like a boyfriend and girlfriend type situation. When a boy wants to court a little girl and wants to like start dating her, there may be some attributes, you know, she's kind of cute, she's pretty, she smells nice, maybe she's got a good personality. And when a girl sees a boy and she's like, mm, you know, he's tall and muscular, he's got a little mustache going on, I don't know what they're into. But here, can we get to the brass tacks of a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship? Any boy that's ever started dating a girl is because of the benefits that come with that relationship. <laughs> Someone say big facts. Come on, don't shout me and say big facts. You may think she's pretty, you may think she smells good, but ultimately you want the benefits. You wanna be able to hold her hand, you wanna be able to kiss, you wanna be able to cuddle, you're waiting until marriage for sex. Amen. Everyone say amen. 
But you are lying if you are not getting, if that relationship's not going to benefit you, you're not getting in it. And the moment it stops benefiting you the way you want to, because I know high school relationships, you're done. You are, in middle school, the moment the relationship, oh, are you guys ready? Let's get all up in your business. The moment the relationship requires a sacrifice from you, I got to ditch my boys to hang out with this girl, you're done. Right? Why? Because we want the benefits and not the sacrifice. But when it comes to real relationships, in order to get the benefit, you've got to sacrifice. And let me give you a future look at things. If you want to get married and have a good marriage, it's going to be about sacrifice. Every relationship in your future that's actually going to be a good relationship must come with sacrifice. One day you're going to be a parent. To be a good parent, that relationship between father and son, father and daughter, mother and son, mother and daughter, in order for that to be a good relationship, there will be sacrifices that are made by the parent so they can be a good parent to their child. Every relationship. Now, why do we think if we're going to be in a relationship with a girl and we want to hold her hand and we want to kiss and we want to cuddle and we want to brag to our boys, look at this little chica that, you know, she's all about me. And then the moment that we're not getting anything from that relationship, we're like, nah, just scoot. And we take that natural way of thinking in high school because we're like, it's just on to the next one. And we think about Jesus the same way. We've allowed culture to corrupt the way we see our king. And the moment Jesus asks us to make like these really good sacrifices so we can have this really good life, we're just like, no, nah, let me choose sin and death instead. Even when it comes to this foundation of salvation, there was something you had to do to start this journey in the kingdom of life. Romans talks about you must believe in your heart and confess with your mouth and then you shall be saved. So there was a a sacrifice that was made just to receive the first thing on this list. Amen. Amen. And so we have to decide because this is why, guys, Jesus didn't pay this sacrifice just so you can be saved. That's part of it. But he wants to take care of the rest of that list too. He wants freedom for you. He wants your soul to be at peace. He wants health for you. He wants peace in your life. He wants sound mind. He wants prosperity. He wants purpose. He wants stability. He wants all of that list for your life. He wants you to walk on calm waters. These are things that Jesus has provided for you through his sacrifice. This is partaking of the kingdom of God. But we look at the other side of that list where it talks about eternal damnation, bondage, hurt emotions, sickness, fear, confusion, poverty, unclear future, quicksand, storms. And I look at the body of Christ and that's what most of their lives look like. So it tells me we're still not living this kingdom of light and life out the way God wants us to. So the first thing you gotta know to be a part of this kingdom is that you are saved, and that's the baseline, salvation. Colossians 1.13, we looked at it last week. It says, for he, who, Jesus, has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son. 
Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. So we see the comparison of the two kingdoms again. The wages of sin is what? Death. But God's kingdom and the wages of sacrifice is life. So here's the question to you guys. How bad do you want this abundant life that Jesus promised you in John 10.10? How bad do you want it? Because when you want it real bad, you'll make sacrifices. Look at any natural example that you have. Look at the greatest athletes that are out there. How'd they get there? Through sacrifice. Look at the greatest actors that are out there. How'd they get there? Through sacrifice. Look at the greatest musicians that are out there. How'd they get there? Through sacrifice. How do Olympians participate in the Olympics? Through sacrifice. Amen. The kingdom of God is the same way. How bad do you want it? Well, if you want it bad enough, you're going to make some sacrifice. Even Jesus gives us this standard in Hebrews 12, chapter 2. It says we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaited him. Now look at this. He endured the cross. Let me just stop right there. Do you guys understand how painful this cross was? No, really, do you get it? Nails going through his wrist, through his bone, so the weight of his body wouldn't pull him off of the cross? Suspended between life and death, just, just hanging enough on the cross that his lungs are slowly collapsing into where he's suffocating from the lack of oxygen, but yet living as his lungs fill with blood from the wounds that were inflicted upon him. A crown of thorns that just wasn't placed on his head, but beaten down on his head with a wooden rod? A cat of nine tails, 39 stripes on his back that every time he got hit with that cat of nine tails and it was ripped down, flesh literally peeled from his back? This is no small sacrifice. The Bible describes it in such a way that his mother could not even recognize him how badly he was beaten. Why am I saying that? This is no small sacrifice that Jesus made. But it shows you how badly he wanted this relationship with you. It shows you what sacrifice he was willing to make to have the prize. And it's almost like now he's seated at the right hand of God and he's poured out his blood on the mercy seat so you and I can be forgiven of our sins. And he's saying, I've done the ultimate sacrifice. Now will you just please make a small sacrifice so you can experience everything I've done for you. A small sacrifice so you can have peace. A small sacrifice so you can have joy. A small, sorry about that, Charlie. A small sacrifice so you can prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. Now, what's so cool about this in the book of Psalms, the Bible says that God wants to take care of your whole being. Amen. So he doesn't just want you to be saved. He wants your mind to be clear. He wants your emotions to be healthy and strong. He wants your body to be healed. He wants your finances to prosper. He wants to perfect everything that concerns you. But tonight he's telling you the way to get there is sacrifice. Sacrifice. And the greater the sacrifice, listen to me now, the more of God's kingdom you'll see in your life. I'm starting to see God like I've never seen him before. 
I'm starting to know God like I've never, never known before. But I started the year with a sacrifice that I've never done before. I didn't eat a single thing. My wife can testify. I did not eat a thing for 21 days. Technically 22 because I didn't want to short God. I wanted to make sure. And, I'm, and, I, and I know him. 42 years into my life and I know him like I've never known before him because I made a sacrifice that I've never made before. And because of that, God is revealing the kingdom to me like I've never seen it before. I want to encourage you guys. Every sacrifice you make for the kingdom equals life. Because God's kingdom is life. Somebody say life. Now look at this, Acts chapter 4, verse 12 out of the NIV. It says, salvation is found in no one else. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind where man must be saved. Listen, the world can't save you. Your parents can't save you. A job can't save you. A career can't save you. Friends can't save you. Relationships can't save you. Only Jesus can save you. Salvation, the first thing on that list, only comes into your life through Jesus Christ. Life Remember, two realms, two kingdoms, sin and death, spirit and life. The realm of spirit and life only comes into your world through Jesus Christ. Amen. It's the only way we get it. And it requires sacrifice. Jesus said, if any man wants to be my disciple, he must pick up his cross and follow after me. I remember Luke chapter 14, where he's talking. It's so crazy how Jesus takes this wild turn. He's talking about how, you know, a soldier will count the cost before he goes into battle. A king will count the cost before he takes his men out into battle. He'll look and see if he has enough soldiers to win. And he'll sit down with his counselors. He says, before someone builds a house, they'll count the cost to make sure they have enough resources to complete the house. And then Jesus takes this radical turn and he says, so is salt. <laughs> and it's like, how do we go from building houses and going to war and now we're talking about salt? And then he starts talking about disciples. If you want to be salt in this world, what is salt, guys? It makes everything better. He says, if you want to be salt, you must lay down your life and follow after me. Quick question for you. Have you ever had McDonald's fries that didn't have salt on them? Possibly. Next time you go, well, don't, I guess, if you ever get an unsalted McDonald's fry, it's weird. It transfigures into something that's not a French fry. It's like a weird piece of rubber or something. I don't know. There's like so many preservatives or something on it. It just doesn't take like a French fry. But you put salt on it, and it's completely transformed. Amen. I love McDonald's french fries when they're salted. But if you've ever had a McDonald's french fry that's not salted, you know it. It leaves such a bad taste in your mouth. And it's kind of like a Christian's life when there's no salt. It leaves bad taste in everybody's mouth, including our own. And we're like, wow, is this kingdom of heaven and this kingdom of God and the will of God really worth it? And the answer is yes, but we're not making any sacrifices to be salt. To taste better, to be better, 
and to live better. Salvation only comes through Jesus. Two more scriptures for you guys. John 5.24 says, I tell you the truth. Those who listen to my message and believe in God who sent me, look at this, have eternal life. That word right there, eternal life, again, is zoe. God kind of and quality of life. They will never be condemned for their sins, but they've already passed from death into life. I've got good news. If you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior in this room, you have gone from death to life. Amen. If you haven't, we're going to do that in a second. But here, I don't want you to stop there. I'm, tonight, God's challenging you. Don't just go from death to life, but let's start making sacrifices so we can have all that God wants. We can have Zoe, the God kind and quality of life. Can I get an amen? amen? Last scripture, 2 Peter verses 1 through 3 out of the Eagle Standard Version says, His divine power has granted unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Zoe, God kind of life. Now I wrote this down, I want to read it to you guys. Life here means zoe. It's a Greek word for life used multiple times in the Bible that means eternal life or the God kind and quality of life. Now listen to this, I'll read it slow so you can get it. The rich, abundant, divine nature of God his fullness of love, his joy, his power, and his ability. When you get born again, this abundant life and nature of God is imparted to your spirit from the Holy Spirit. Or to simplify it, you can say it this way. All that God is has now moved to the inside of you. Amen. And he's wanting to show you what that looks like. He's wanting to show you the entire left side of this list. But in order to walk in that, are y'all ready? We're going to have to make some choices. We're going to have to decide some things. What sacrifices, like Jesus, am I willing to take and make to get this prize? See, you were Jesus' prize, every single one of us. It says, with the joy set before him, he endured the cross. What was that joy? Your face, my face. That was the prize, offering salvation to all of humanity. That was the prize, and he was willing to pay any price and give any sacrifice to get the prize. And so now I'm asking you the same question. This is the prize, the left side of this list. What sacrifice are you willing to make to get it? Are you willing? And when we look at some of these sacrifices, they're not, are we willing to maybe just read a scripture from our Bible once a day? I got this Bible app on my phone. Check this out. I don't know if you can see it. Did you know you can do like customized widgets on the iPhone now? Yeah. It's pretty dope, right? So I customized the Bible app widget. And look, it's the first thing I see when I open my phone. It's the verse of the day. It's right there. Amen. It's just right there. And all day long, every time when I lock my phone, right, and then I open my phone, boom, first thing I see, scripture right in the middle of my phone. Cool. Can you download a simple app on your phone and put the verse of the day on there? Will you make a small sacrifice so you can see Zoe? Amen. Will you make a small sacrifice so you can walk in this life that Jesus died to provide for you? That's all it is, guys. Just a small sacrifice. And every single day, it's just a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit. This weekend, will you maybe say no to something that's going to satisfy your flesh so you don't experience death, but instead you experience life? Just a little sacrifice. Can we maybe say, I'm not going to watch that on the internet. I'm going to make this sacrifice. I'm not going to watch that on the internet. I'm going to make this small sacrifice so I can experience life.
the God kind and quality of life. Don't wait till you die and go to heaven to experience it. God has it for you right now.